Dual Citizen, The Training, Chapter 15. Two things greatly affected Tracy on his path to college. The summer before Tracy's junior year, he spent a week with his father in Columbus, Ohio. There he met Harry's wife, Lynn, and his much younger brother, Brian. Tracy was also introduced to a new idea of religion. It was through Harry's bloodline that Tracy had met the tall, shiny silver figure. The whole family was also involved in their non-denominational, extremely charismatic church. However, Lynn's personality was something brand new to Tracy. He had never heard anyone speak like her, correct like her, or give praise like her. Even though she grew up in Columbus, Lynn's family was from Georgia. So she was raised in the church, and her family was from the South. Her mannerisms were a perfect blend of the two, which resulted in remarkable outbursts. The Lord said, Thou shalt not want, but I truly want another piece of that sweet potato pie. And she leaned into Tracy. I hope he will forgive me. And Lynn took another slice. But of course he will, because he forgives all our sins, although my hips might not. And she took a bite and broke into a shout. Praise Jesus! He does love his little, well, hopefully I'll stay little, children. When Lynn met Tracy, she recognized the issue and neutralized it. We have no steps in this family, she stated. Now, I realize you have your mom and your granny, so when you're comfortable, you call me whatever you want to call me, but it won't be stepmom. Steps are what you stand on. I'm here to lift you up. For Tracy, calling Lynn mom was uncomfortable at first, but it got easier because Lynn was so approachable. For all her scripture quoting, it was actually her natural thought process and not something conjured up to condemn. Lynn laughed easily, and her mirthful eruptions seemed to take her by surprise. Her soft toffee skin was framed by shoulder-length, jet-black, wavy hair. Her most common expression was, What? Only because she wanted to understand the entire meaning of what was said. As her children got older, many times her questioning was because of her innocence. But she enjoyed the joke once it was explained, and she asked Jesus' forgiveness. However, it was Lynn and Harry's son that was a bigger revelation to Tracy. The newly acquainted brothers were more like twins, despite the age gap of twelve years. Unlike Freddie, who had a different father, Brian and Tracy were the same, as Tracy was about to find out. Well, sons, Harry said, I have to go to work, so you two have the house to yourselves. Tracy panicked before he looked over at little Brian and realized it was if he was looking at himself when he was that age. So, what do you want for breakfast? Tracy asked. Cereal, little Brian said. Tracy smiled because that's what he wanted. Then he thought he would test his new little brother. 
What kind do you want? Let's get Daddy's favorite, Brian said, which Tracy thought would mean granola or worse, until he saw Brian's crafty look. Is that because Dad's not here? No, it's because you're older and you won't get in as much trouble. And Tracy saw the resemblance to his brother grow. <laughs> which one is Daddy's favorite? Tracy asked. Brian pointed. Teddy Grahams? Dad likes Teddy Grahams? Mm-hmm, Brian said, and smiled so much like Tracy it scared him. Well, let's have a bowl. And Tracy poured two identical bowls. Brian looked at him. You gave me too much, boy. Tracy laughed, because that was something he would have said. <laughs> well, one day you'll be able to finish a bowl that size. Until then, do what you can. All right, Brian said, and the two brothers ate their chocolate bears and watched TV. After they finished, Brian went down to the basement to play on his drum set. This made Tracy realize his new little brother was in tune with music. Tracy always played something in school, from his clarinet to his trumpet, and then the sousaphone. When Brian came back, the last revelation cinched it. What's that music? Little Brian asked. Tracy was on the living room couch watching The Blob, the way he did with Vera when he was little. Brian came and sat next to him. Are you sure you want to watch this old movie? Tracy asked. I don't know, Little Brian asked. What, what's it about? Well, it's about this big blob of jelly that runs around town scooping up people. Can't they eat their way out? <laughs> it's too much jelly for them. Which was good enough for Brian. So Tracy made them popcorn. As the movie progressed and the music intensified, Brian grabbed a pillow and nestled beside Tracy. What's the matter? Tracy asked. I'm scared, little Brian said. It's just music. And then Tracy realized he could finally say what he was thinking. And remember, Dad said we are to rebuke the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. That's right, Brian said, and grabbed a pillow for his big brother. What's this for? Tracy asked. Because you're scared, too. And Tracy knew he had a new home and a new brother. Then Tracy spent the next two years in high school and continued visiting his father's family during the summers. Hello, everyone. Tracy here. I hope you're enjoying my story. We'll let you know how to support this podcast later. But for now, the best thing you can do is follow us and share it with your friends and family. So if you like what you're hearing, please help us out by telling people about it. And thanks again. After Tracy graduated high school, another curtain opened. Once the pink champagne was popped, it was impossible to put back in the bottle. Justin and Tracy had spoken at least once a month since they met at the Congressional Congress. 
In August, Tracy went to Connecticut for a week, and Justin picked him up at the airport. Tracy had never been to New England, but he felt comfortable there. The family's large Tudor-style house looked like a castle to Tracy. Justin's father was black and owned the largest hearth store in the state. His mother was white and was the first woman on the fire department, which inspired Tracy. During his visit, Tracy also did things he had never done before. The two hopped a train to New York and saw the musical, A, My Name is Alice. They went to highlight matches and drove to Mystic to eat pizza, long before the movie came out, because Justin wanted Tracy to see the New England coast. Toward the end of the week, they borrowed a bike from a friend. They rode into town to see a double matinee of Red movies, Red Dawn and Red Sonia. When they got back, they were exhausted, sore, and both took showers. Before they dressed, they stayed in Justin's bedroom, deciding whether to take a nap or eat something. That was quite a ride, Justin said. I hope I don't get a cramp. I know just the thing for cramps, Tracy said. What's that? Justin asked. It's a massage technique we learned in wushu class, Tracy explained. Does it work? Justin asked. Lie down, face down, and you tell me. Whoa! Justin exclaimed. Not so hard. Sorry, Tracy said. I guess we're used to it. Tracy eased off and Justin felt better. A few minutes went by and Justin suddenly jumped off the bed with his back to Tracy. Did you hear that? Justin asked and went to the window to look. Hear what? And Tracy quickly sat up on the bed. Did you hear that dog barking? No, Tracy said, and looked at Cato. The German shepherd still lay peacefully on the floor. Tracy figured if a dog barked, Cato would have at least looked up. But Justin kept looking out the window. Are you naive? Justin asked. No, I'm not naive, Tracy said. You don't even know what that word means, do you? Justin said, half-joking. Tracy did, but wanted to see where this was going. Justin's bookshelf was in his closet. He went to it, picked up his dictionary as he kept his back turned, and looked the word up. Naive, Justin recited. A person showing a lack of experience, innocent or trusting. And the statement lay on the floor for a moment before Justin continued. I really have a strong affection for you, Tracy, Justin said, and replaced the dictionary. But I don't want it to ruin our friendship. I understand, Tracy replied. I have a strong affection for you, too. No, I mean a really strong affection. And Justin turned around, and his excitement was clearly visible through his underwear. Me too, Tracy said, and stood to reveal himself. Justin came over and kissed Tracy, which was returned. 
Then Justin looked at Tracy to read his expression. Promise me, Justin said, that whatever happens we'll still be friends. I promise, Tracy said. Then let's go to bed, and maybe you'll feel differently in the morning, Justin decided. I don't think I will, Tracy said, and they went to bed. The next morning, Tracy didn't feel anything different except relief. Have you ever felt this way before? Justin asked. Yeah, Tracy said. All my life, but I never acted on it. Did you? Yes, but it felt awkward, Justin said. Did you ever read any books about it? I read this one novel, Tracy admitted. Oh, yeah? What book? Justin asked. The Lord won't mind, Tracy said. By Gordon Merrick? And Justin began to laugh. What are you telling me? Tracy asked, astonished. Justin walked over to his bookshelf again. You mean this one? Justin asked. This is really cool, Tracy shouted. I can't believe you have it. Have you read all three? Justin asked. This is one of a trilogy. And he led Tracy to the living room. Justin pulled out the other two books off, and Tracy freaked out. You have these out in plain sight? Tracy exclaimed. Sure, Justin said calmly. My mom read them too. She was helping me figure myself out. Although she's probably more open to it than yours would be. Tracy laughed. Ha! <laughs> you have no idea what would come out of my mom's mouth, let alone Granny's. Well, my mom really likes you. My whole family does. Tracy was still trying to process everything. In fact, Justin said, we should talk to her about it. And Justin hesitated a little. Together. After Tracy's initial shock, they did, and the experience was different from anything Tracy had ever known. Justin's mom suggested Tracy read the other books in Merrick's trilogy, and she was right. The books gave Tracy positive insight into himself and his sexuality. From then on, Tracy knew he wanted to look for love, not just sex. Tracy also didn't hear anything from him to the contrary, so it seemed the Lord didn't mind. Then it was time for Justin to take Tracy back to the airport. The two were off to start school at separate colleges, and they quietly contemplated that fact. So, Justin finally said, You want to be mates? And Tracy wondered what that meant, but it seemed appropriate he didn't exactly know. Then Tracy thought of NC State and Jean. Yeah. Tracy said, At least until we get out of college, and we'll see where it goes after that. And Justin smiled because they were mates. Then Tracy put his hand on Justin's leg, and Justin reached down to hold Tracy's hand the rest of the way.
Thanks for listening, everyone. If you would like to purchase the book, Dual Citizen, it is available on Amazon. All three books, The Connection, The Training, and The Arrival, are available in print as well as on Kindle. Dual Citizen, The Connection, is also available on Audible. So, if you would like to skip ahead and see how everything turns out, feel free. But don't tell your friends the ending. Thanks again, and we hope everyone will find their place at the table.